You're listening to the Geek and Glitter podcast, where we talk all things geeky, from fashion to lifestyle. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 51. I'm your host, Wendy, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Nikita. Hello, hello, Wendy. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous, having a... Look, I'm trying to drink more water. So right now I've got my water bottle instead Amazing. of coffee. Uh, yeah, I'm realizing that um, I, I, this video on YouTube kind of came up yesterday out of nowhere. Like it was on my recommended list or, you know, one of those videos that pop up. Right. I don't generally look up when I'm on YouTube, how much water should I be drinking? Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and signs to... Uh, signs to look out for if you're not drinking enough water and i was checking off uh, like a lot more on that Oopsie. list uh-huh. <laughs> so i thought you know maybe i'll start the morning with some water instead of coffee granted coffee is a liquid and you use water to make coffee wendy we, I, we, we, we can't do that that the logic just doesn't work that way <laughs> it, it doesn't i wish it would be like any liquid beverage is a form of water right that's the base but no you're right <laughs> we want it to work that way but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't yeah my muscles too have been like so not only like the skin is kind of itchy and everything else is just feels dry like my my back and this is going to lead us into kind of our catch-up topic too. Um, my my back's been kind of hurting, but it's hurting in certain areas. So I mm. that I because of the video, I looked further into it. They're like, you know, your kidneys might hurt if you're not drinking enough water. I'm like, oh, well, mm, well, that, I think that's I didn't know. yeah, a little a little bit. So that I that came from my mom because I did talk to her. Kind of, I'm like, hey, like if I'm feeling like this, and she's like, well, one, you should talk to your doctor. If it's a, if it's yeah. been happening for a while too, yes, are you drinking mom. water? And I'm like, I just watched the um, video on that. She's like, well, try hydrating yourself. She's like, you having literally one cup of water a day is not enough. Right. Yeah. This comes from the girl who was, had to go into the hospital once. <gasps> Nothing bad, but they, they did put me in the hospital for like a few hours to rehydrate me. I had oh, like a no. whole IV. I was really young. Yeah. And I didn't. I wasn't drinking water and they're like she's dehydrated what does that mean oh my goodness Wendy no yeah it was bad so it was a lot of like water and then electrolytes like Gatorade but you have to have water in your system for that to work so it was a lot of water where I was like very upset because I was so little Mm. and I was very upset I was like I don't want to drink water it doesn't (laughs) taste like anything and I drink water Drink water will put the needle back in your arm. Oh, drink water. Right. (laughs) So I drink water. (laughs) You guys, welcome to Geek and Glitter, where we talk about how much water you should drink in your daily life. There you go. That's what we're here for, your daily H2O (laughs) updates. (laughs) But it's also about geeky goodness and lifestyle. Nikita and I are going to take you through a couple of segments, starting with our little catch-up corner, should we say? We'll just call all the segments corners i i'm here for it i love it (laughs) our catch-up corner um so two weeks ago uh we have talked about blog lottie's hot girl summer sculpt um workout and i was starting for a little bit um and then you were like i'm gonna start as well so we figured that we would give you guys a little update on how the progress is going how is it going for you nikita it I have to say, going very well. Um, I'm coming tomorrow, or no, technically the day after tomorrow, will be the end of my 14 days. Week one, which was last week, I was fantastic with the workouts. I did them all Monday through Saturday, and my body felt atrocious. My muscles were sore, but I slept incredibly well. I felt just you know, chipper and bright waking up in the morning. I mean, I'm usually a positive person, so I don't wake up really grouchy or grumpy or anything like that. But I felt like I had even more energy waking up and just I was able to stay up and not feel groggy or tired throughout the day, which was amazing. I did not follow her food recipes or meal plan at all because I want to eat what I want to eat. But I will say I was very conscious about my portions. And I made sure to have a salad with every single dinner 
um, these last two weeks. And I really bumped up my water intake to kind of match like what you were talking about, what we're supposed to be drinking in a day. So for my weight and height, that's roughly like 70 ounces of water a day. So I've been trying to do that. Yeah. Which I'm not used to. Yeah. I'm a like two, three cups of water a day person. So that was a drastic change for me. But that being said, I have lost six and a half pounds in the two weeks. Oh my God. Right. Of doing that. And again, I wasn't even following the meal plan. So I have to say, I feel good. I feel like I look uh, more toned as well. You know, looking in the mirror, abs are popping a little bit, definition in the quads and the hamstrings, my biceps and tries when I flex, they're doing something and not flapping in the wind. So I'm very, very, very impressed because I kind of went in thinking, okay, I'll feel good, but I don't think I'll actually see much results. I would probably need to like go to the gym and lift heavy weights, but no, using nothing but body resistance. Again, I dropped about six and a half pounds. I feel like I look good, which is great because summer is coming and we got to and want to look good and feel good. That's awesome. What sounds like great results. Uh, I'm kind of on the others, like the opposite spectrum of you, because you said your first week was good. My first week, because I'm, I'm done at this point. My first week was not. Oh, no. It was hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is not easy at all whatsoever. Mm-mm. I think it was like the first two days were kind of breezy where I was like, oh, this hurts. I don't like this one workout. <laughs> I don't like this one. Like when you get to this segment for the 45 seconds, you're cursing the whole time. All right. <laughs> but you know, eventually it's going to you know be over and you'll be fine. So I committed to it. But like it was after the third day where when I got into it, like it was hard to motivate myself to roll out the yoga mm. mat and bring out whatever, whether it's like even just like getting the water from the fridge is kind of like, oh, I don't want to. And I was like, no, 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 we got to do this. Like I said, I would do it. Like we're going to do it. So I think that's why the first week was kind of tough for me. But second week, it kind of switched where I was like, all right, let's get this done. And I was like motivated to do it. And the mentality kind of changed. And I would feel very energized afterwards. Right. And kind of like you. Um, throughout the rest of the day where you're just kind of like a little bit more, you feel a little bit more positive. You feel something has been lifted, I guess, you know, it really does kick up that endorphin or mm-hmm. whatever it is that when you work out, I mean, what does Elle Woods say? Happy people don't. I think it's endorphins. Yeah. Endorphins. Okay. I was trying to think of the quote. Right. She's like, yeah, she says she's an instructor. Happy people don't Happy kill. people don't kill people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I want to say I dropped, maybe because I definitely did not follow the uh, the meal plan because I, like you, like to eat what I like to eat. Right. So I, I didn't follow it to the T. And there are also days where I gave myself more off days in between the workouts. Okay. So that's why we kind of finished around the same time. And also right. this back pain didn't help where I was like, I think I need to skip a day. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> so I would skip a day. So I lost, I want to say it's like either three or three and a half pounds, okay. but I kind of like take the half away because I don't really think the half matters that much. But I think what matters more to me is, is my like mental state mm-hmm. and the feeling of more motivated and the sleeping better part. Right. That's great. Exactly. I typically have a very hard time falling asleep, but when on the days where I work out, I'm like gonna <laughs> out <laughs> like a light. Exactly, yeah. Like I don't really have a problem falling asleep; it's staying asleep. If something wakes me in the middle of the night, that is it. I can stay up until you know six, seven, eight a.m. and then it's if I have something to do, forget about it. Sleeping again for the rest of the day. If I don't have anything to do, maybe I'll fall asleep for an hour or two, but then I wake up and I'm kind of like, mm-hmm, I didn't sleep good. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. I'm glad you said what you said before about like waking up in the middle of the night and then can't go back to sleep Mm -hmm. or something wakes you up. And then now if it's like 5 a.m., you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to either just be up. Yeah. Or your entire day schedule is basically a wash because you're tired and you just want to get back to that sleep, but you can't do it. And then you're screwing up your entire rhythm and schedule because that's happened to me a lot throughout last year and a little Mm. bit of this year, but I do find working out 
helps. And it's only 30 minutes a day. Exactly, which is amazing. So it, it, there's really no excuse. And that's what I kept reminding myself these last two weeks. Like, girl, there's no excuse. You could easily <laughs> spend 30 minutes all, through all these social medias you waste time on. So in the morning, just do it. So I have my yoga mat right next to the TV. So when I walk in here, there's no, oh, I didn't pull it out. Boop, boop. No, it's there. I have my bands next to it as well so that once I walk into the living room in the morning, it's getting done and that's it. Yeah. So we, um, of course, consult your uh, your your medical professionals if you have a, a family doctor or something like that before trying any workout. But if you... Um, are interested or looking for something to do before the summer hits. And if you want to, you know, get yourself in better shape. And I don't mean like you have to have abs. Right. Abs doesn't mean in shape. Do we like seeing them? Yes. Not going (laughs) to lie about that. I think humans can be very vain creatures. So we like seeing things, sure. But it's really more about how you feel, which is Mm. what um, Cassie said about this workout that she created. She's like, it's not about looking like – xyz model on a sports illustrated cover it's about how you feel and it really does change your lifestyle and then when you feel better you sleep better everything else is better right can you imagine if we actually followed her uh her food um guide i've been thinking about that especially like the last two days now that i'm looking at you know the end of this little two-week challenge part of me is like hmm, i wonder if i stuck to her meal plan if I would see more results. Would I have lost more weight or see more definition in my muscles or anything like that? Part of me wants to believe that that would be the case because in these two weeks, what I've seen already, just really focusing on the workouts and water, I want to believe if I had changed my diet entirely and not had a burger here or there, (laughs) maybe I would have done more or accomplished more. That being said, I don't wish that I necessarily accomplished or done more because I agree with you to an extent that, yeah, abs are nice and, you know, some toning and definition looks great. But for me, it was more so about feeling good, sleeping better, increasing my water intake and just, you know, doing something for me because I think we tend to all get lost in the daily grind a lot of times and we don't take those little self-care things that matter as importantly as maybe we should. We getting older, Wendy, you know, <laughs> things are starting to creak and crackle. Like it's not easy. <laughs> it's not like right. late teens and early twenties where you could stay up till 2 a.m., wake up at eight and be good. And when you sit down, you don't hear crack, 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 pop, pop from your knees. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start taking care of myself now as much as possible to make my later years as comfortable as possible. Yeah, totally agree with that. And uh, doing the workout, like you'll, you'll, it's gonna get hard, and then you're gonna get past it, and you're just gonna feel stronger. And by the end, you get a little, like for me, like a little obsessed. It's kind of like, well, what are we doing today? Exactly. Right. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, like that sweat is is good. My hairdresser once said to me, "She's, I don't know how this conversation started because I wasn't saying anything. We had just, I just sat down in the chair. She's like." She gives a little, like, a little massage. Right. And you first sit in her chair. It's very nice. None of the other, other hairdressers I see in her, the shop does this, but she just, like, Ooh. maybe she likes to relax her, her customers a little <laughs> bit. I don't know. But she's like, Wendy, are you working out? I'm like, I mean, sometimes she's like, you know, human beings, we should sweat. Sweat out all the bad mm. stuff. And then she went on this, like, long tangent vent about uh, sweating and toxins. And she's like, so human, she, she's like, so make sure you're sweating at least once a day. I'm like, okay. And yes. then she's like, now what hair, what haircut do we want? I'm like, oh, okay. So it was a little bit of a weird, we usually don't have conversations like that. Usually it's very natural. But this one, I felt like she was like, is she telling me something? Right, right. We're not working out enough. What are you saying? <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic on our uh, catch up corner here. Mm-hmm. So talking a little Star Wars, a little Star Wars merge, the Darksaber has arrived at Galaxy's Edge. You can now get it if you can get it to the park. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I think it's only, <laughs> they had the whole merch outside, but I think now it's items as exclusive as this one because it's so new is only available, you know, in Galaxy's Edge, both on both coasts, uh, in Disney uh, World and in Disneyland. So the Darksaber, you guys know, um, you we first saw, in its animated form in Star Wars Rebels and later in its live action form 
in The Mandalorian as being wielded by Moff Gideon in the live action series. But now you can wield your own uh, Darksaber at home if you want. So you can get this at Galaxy's Edge. And it's pretty cool because the blade does detach. So you can just wear it with the little hilt on your belt. If you want to do a little Disney Star Wars bound in your outfit, there's a belt clip that you can attach to literally a clip mechanism that they sell at the park. So you can walk around with, you know, just just the hilt itself. It also comes with a little stand, I believe, uh, which is pretty cool. So you can come home and you can have it displayed. And this will cost you $199.99 in credits, aka real money. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But it is pretty cool. Um, And then... Of course, it does the glowing thing. It has this gorgeous hum, this kind of eerie but beautiful hum that um, that that it makes. It does have, I want to say it does have this like clash on flash or flash on clash effect. But in the videos I saw, because of the pandemic, nobody was getting close to each other. Right. To, <laughs> to like activate it. And... Right. So um, it wasn't really prominent, but I believe is there. Uh, and then Nikita, if you don't, if you can't go to Galaxy's Edge, there is another way for you to get it. Maybe currently they're sold out, but um, over at Hasbro Pulse, they do have this available, and this is called Star Wars: The Black Series Mandalorian Dark Saber Force Effects Elite Lightsaber. This one will cost you when you can get it two hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Also comes with the stand, the blade also removable and to charge it there's no battery needed um it's a rechargeable battery so it charges with the usb and i think that's really great uh having taken a look at both of these nikita Mm -hmm. if you had to only pick one which one would you go for galaxy's edge version or hasbro pulse version i would shell out the extra 50 for the hasbro pulse version um for me, I don't know, but I like the aesthetic of the lights in it a little bit more. Um, I like the fact that it's USB chargeable. I think that's really cool. And I think it just makes it more accessible that way to use and not you know, worry about it. And I like the fact that I can get it. I don't have to go to Disney if I you know, really, really wanted to get it. And then, oh, it's a five-hour queue, but it's also all sold out. You know, I feel like, I mean, I understand wanting to have the experience of going to, whether you're going to Disney World or Disneyland to purchase the Darksaber. I think that is really cool. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I could see myself doing that day trip, you know, going there, the experience, photos, all of that stuff. But in light of where we are right now, I think being conscious of accessibility is really, really important and Maybe we will one day get back to that, being able to have things launched or released solely in person or in store. Fine. But for right now, I like being able to order online, boss included, like I'll fight you. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I I don't feel comfortable driving to Disneyland and waiting on a queue for six hours and then it being sold out and having my experience ruined. I want to click, click, click in cart shipping purchased here's your confirmation receipt yeah that's it love everything you just said and i completely agree with you um not only on the accessibility of it because right now disneyland i think even though they've upped their capacity to 35 percent um i think it's still only for california residents so if you're trying to come from say arizona that's like the closest state that i can think Mm -hmm. of you really can't unless you try to lie about where you live. And like, I don't know how Disney finds out, but I feel like they right. somehow would find out. Um, if you're trying to use like somebody, a friend's address to purchase tickets and this and that. So accessibility there kind of makes the Disney Galaxy's Ed version a little less attainable. The Hasbro one um, is available for everyone, which means you're going to have to fight a little bit harder, maybe because there may be more people going after that than physically queuing up, you know, at the Disneyland or Disney World location. But I will also say aesthetically, I think the Hasbro Pulse one 
is better looking. Agreed. Which surprised me. Same. But I kind of like it more. Same. Um, the Galaxy Edge one, upon the first time I like laid eyes on the photo, I was like, wait, is it just the way it's being pictured? Because it looked really plasticky. Very, like, yeah, a little basic, kids a little toy. Right. Yeah, right. and I'm not saying it's weak or whatever, but it just looked like it. And I like to think that these lightsabers, darksaber, yes, I know Star Wars technically made for children. And these are adult toys. Not like <laughs> bouncing a bow toy, but like, you know, for us uh, big fans, big adult grown fans right. um, for us to have these at home. Um, but it did look, it didn't look as luxurious and as, as hefty and heavy as the other lightsabers. Right. And it just, I don't know. Uh, and then so I, when I took a look at the Hasbro one, I just thought that the it, it's I think it still has a little bit of that plastic you know look, but less so. I think there's more areas Agreed. in this hilt is like looks a little bit more like semi matte or mm-hmm. matte. Um, the other one looked very light and shiny. And having watched a lot of like unboxing videos of the people who got it from the got their dark saber from Galaxy's Edge, they're saying like, oh, you know, the hilt plastic, it feels quite light. And I'm like, well, see, that's what I don't Ooh, want. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It um, needs some heft. I want to wield this weapon. <laughs> yeah. So um, I haven't gotten to see anybody light up their Hasbro Pulse one because right. it's not a shipping until uh, October. So everybody has to be a little patient and yeah. wait a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but with that being said, I think like you, I would shell out the extra 50. I think it's a better looking, Mm -hmm. um, product. Uh, I think it has more to it. And the only thing that is different, assuming the sound is going to sound similar and the way it lights up is going to look similar because how different can you make it from the actual show? Right. The only, I would say one of the bonuses of getting the galaxy's edge one is that they do have this built clip built in so if you do feel like you want to dress the part you know and do a little star wars bound disney bound into the park you can put it on you can hang it from your belt exactly yeah that mechanism is not available for the for for the hasbro one but then like i feel like people are very innovative these days they'll find a way to of course put it on their person but yeah i love i do love seeing this though agreed so we will we will see when the Hasbro version comes out. Maybe just maybe it'll be available, and then you and I can get it. And then when we meet up in person, we can then we'll a- fight, we'll duel. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be wait. so good. It'll be amazing. And then our last topic in our catch up corner: BTS, baby. <laughs> They're smooth like butter. Butter, butter. Oh, that song is so catchy. Oh my gosh. It's your stereotypical pop song, but maybe it's because of the BTS magic. I don't know. But once it gets in your head, that's it. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Um, I would not consider myself to be ARMY, but I am a fan. I think they're phenomenal. I think they all work super hard. Mm-hmm. And I love this song. It's a bop. It's a summer bop. Yes, it really is. Exactly. And I like that aesthetically, the uh, the music video, I mean, it it had like a little bit of that buttercream, mm-hmm. yellow yep. uh, aesthetic the all colors, over. The uh, colors. Yeah. It just, like you said, it's so summery and bright and light and happy with a good beat that wants you to move a little and just feel like smooth butter. Butter. Yeah, I heard it so many. I listened to it so many times. In fact, I remember watching it when it premiered and the chat was going crazy. So I closed it. I was like, well, there's no point in trying to read anything. Right, right. They're just spamming like, you know, like BTS, ARMY, emoji, whatever. Of course. Which is fine. But it kind of slowed down the video. So I actually closed out a bit and watched it later. Okay. Because it kept on jumping. I'm like, no, I can't have this be interrupted. <laughs> Are you surprised that they, it's their second English song? I know Dynamite was all English. Right. I am, and this one is too. I'm actually not surprised. I actually think it's a great thing. Because we still have such a long way to go when it comes to 
accepting that other cultures don't need to do something in English for us to appreciate, like, or be entertained by it. There is something I think really, and this is probably why they're so like groundbreaking, the fact that they haven't just put out everything in English, but are so incredibly successful, I think speaks volumes to definitely our generation and the generation after us that we want more, you know, diversity in entertainment and in our culture. Not everything has to be American made or Americanized or English speaking to be cool or with it or hip or whatever. I, I don't need them to release an all English album. I don't need them to start putting out more English songs. What they've been doing has been working. And I say do more of it. If it's only one English song every five years, I'm fine. It's cool by me. If what's his name? J-Hope wants to continue eating butter at the end of his videos. <laughs> I'm with it, you know? <laughs> you think it's real butter or you think it's fake or he spat it out after? Uh, good question. It looked real to me. Um, yeah. Now, did he actually swallow it after the camera cut out? I don't know because I imagine it was probably several takes. If it was me, I would maybe actually eat one or two. But if it's more than two takes, I'm spitting out the rest. Yeah, that can't be good. for. I mean, I love butter. I put butter Same, on my bread, right, muffins. Right. But, but just that, that, was like sizable, that. that was a sizable <laughs> slice. Of course it would be him too. Right, exactly. When so. he did it, I was like, I mean, go, <laughs> go figure. Sure, go off on that butter. I'm, I love that they put that in there. Uh, right. It's very BTS. Like I was like, they're just having a good time, clowning around. It's a good time. Um, I was actually a little surprised that this is another all English song. Do I hate it? Absolutely not. Yeah. I loved it. I was just surprised. And I think I'm just surprised that they ha they have had, like you said, so much success already doing what they do without having to change anything. And we know that, you know, in, in K-pop, they do put English phrases or right. even a couple of words yeah. in there. We see Blackpink do it. We see Twice do it. They all do it. Um, and it's, and a, you know, and I think that's part of the appeal to international fans, too. It's, you know, just they catch a couple of that phrase. They're like, oh, that's cool. Exactly. Did BTS need to make English songs in order to be successful? No, because they already are. But I think in doing two English songs, Back to Back Dynamite and then Now Butter, I think they're now maybe through this attaining new fans because maybe there are fans that are aware, not fans, but you know, people are aware of BTS, who they are, but they're thinking, oh, K-pop, I'm not going to understand anything they're saying, right. so I'm not going to listen to it. It's like, well, now you don't have an excuse. There's two songs you can literally check out because they worked very hard, and they did and they did these songs and learned these songs in English because not all of them yep. can speak it fluently. Right, I think right. RM might be the only one. Exactly. So it's amazing. Um, I, I fully support, but I also would love to see them go back to after these two songs, you know, um, like the next one, hopefully back to the, the you know, Korean English mix or maybe like a 60-40. I right, don't care. Right, I, right. I, I feel like the next song, whatever they put out, I'm going to love. But We, we uh, all are. Yeah. <laughs> aesthetic is also amazing in this music Which, video. Yeah. The fashion. I, I love, wow. love, love. I mean, as always, their choreography was on point. But yeah, the, the juxtaposition of starting off in black and white and then going to bright colors was perfect it was amazing yeah. they always have fantastic music videos in my opinion but this one was just fun and cool yeah. and i'm so glad it's almost summertime because i love this time of year <laughs> it's it's the best best songs best food yeah you know uh what else best fashion i would say like because it's you know just shorts and flowy stuff right less layers you have to worry about <laughs> the better <laughs> Um, oh, did you hear, since we're on the BTS topic, they're having their signature McDonald's celebrity meal, whatever that's called, coming? No. Wait, what? Yeah. I know. Like, me, you, me, you, and Selena should like meet up and go get it. Absolutely. So, I think it debuts on May 26th, so in just a few days. And I you know how like nothing. Travis Scott has like his his McDonald's meal? Right. Similar thing for BTS. It is a 10-piece chicken nuggets. With a medium, I want to say Coke, and a medium fries. But the new thing is the dipping sauce for the nuggets. They have a Ooh. sweet chili Ooh. and a chipotle. Oh, stop. Oh, yeah. God. Dead. I want to get them today. 
Oh, we have to go get it. Goodness. How did I, I not hear that? about this? But I just barely it. found about it. I just barely found out about it. I was like, oh, I, you know, maybe it's a good thing no one's talking about it because then everybody would know and then no, we wouldn't right. even get the sauce. <laughs> right, right. This leave might be the <laughs> leave the sauce. This might be like the the Rick and Morty uh Szechuan sauce all over again <laughs> right. for all the McDonald's um, run out. Yeah, because if you think yeah. Rick and Morty fans are you know big fan base army BTS is a army. whole other story oh they're my global right <laughs> good luck mcdonald's i hope your employees are trained and ready because the stampede of people <laughs> that are gonna be there for this i mean ooh. yeah Maybe oh, yeah. I just need to live vicariously through someone on social media. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to drive through a couple of our McDonald's around here and just see if they have it. Great. If they don't, then they don't. Uh, it's okay, I guess. Right. It's fine. I just want to try it. But I, there are a lot of McDonald's locations, but just like how early yeah, is too early yeah. to go and get chicken nugget meal. Right. Is McDonald's chicken nuggets something you buy first thing in the morning so you get it, but then you reheat later? When it's appropriate Ooh. to eat, I don't know if we want to do that. Yeah, I don't. It wouldn't taste good, even if you heat it up in your toaster. Right. Yeah. It would be like cold, and like the exterior would be much harder than it True. was because you you've let it sit. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. No. Ugh. But if you're okay with a McDonald's, yeah. But if you're okay with it, I maybe like 10 a.m. I think that's when they switch Ugh. over from breakfast to lunch. So maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but good luck to the both of us because I know we're going to go and try this. Absolutely. Yep. I already know the McDonald's I'm going to try to hit up. <laughs> yes. And you guys, moving on to our main topics, we have a couple of topics picked out. Nikita, do you want to go first with yours? Yes. So, Army of the Dead released yesterday, Friday. And it for me was exactly what you want out of a zombie movie. It didn't take itself too seriously, it had some outrageous scenes. It's based in Las Vegas, so it started off very wild and grand and silly, but the action was there to make it entertaining and worthwhile. And the most important part is it was written and directed by Zack Snyder. So, you know, the cinematography was on point. It had this very specific stylized way and look about it that I think we've all grown accustomed to when it comes to Zack Snyder films. And I thought it visually at least looked fantastic. So it, it's a hefty movie. It's almost two and a half hours long, but there's enough action sequences and things going on. And, oh, that's random moments to kind of keep you through the length of this movie. Um, I think, again, it is a zombie movie. So no, don't expect Academy Awards or Golden Globes or anything like that. But I think it, again, puts Zack Snyder on the map as being someone who... I think you can give the reins to him a little bit and maybe get away from the template that a lot of movie studios have. You gotta let this man do his own thing because when he does it, it works for whatever reason. It's entertaining, it's fun, and his main base of fans almost always appreciate what he does. Even if you're not a hardcore Zack Snyder fan, if you've seen at least one of his films, like 300, for example, I'm sure you enjoyed that movie. So I'm at a point where I'm kind of like, look, between, you know, Justice League we had a couple months ago and now Army of the Dead, which is going to turn into this whole series for Netflix with upcoming movies. Do we do we want to see more directors, not just Zach, kind of be given more free reign? Like, can are we starting to move away from the studio template of, oh, movies should be this long and follow this kind of storyline and it should be paced in this way and we shouldn't use, you know, in-depth filming you know depth and perception and da 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 da. like no let us film people be creative and kind of do what we want and give the fans what we want so um i think it's really really cool to see from what i've seen online a lot of support for army of the dead uh tignataro infamously was digitally added to the film to replace chris delia um and she i she was oh my gosh absolutely hysterical as soon as she walked onto the screen I said I mean this should have been an obvious casting choice before like there shouldn't have been a need to add her she should have just been cast in this role because she's absolutely hysterical in her very unique uh way 
And um, again, I think it's just a testimony to, you know, he, Zack Snyder kind of just made that decision like, oh, someone on set's acting up. Let's just edit him out and put in someone who's not problematic and also funny. And it worked. So again, I'm feeling this whole letting some of these directors kind of take their creative you know, juices and make things that the people want and not just necessarily what studios want. So I say, check it out. Go watch Army of the Dead. If you like zombie stuff, you will enjoy this two hour and 23 minute ride of zombie Las Vegas foolishness. Yeah, this that, this movie was very self-aware of what it was. It is, there are some things that's kind of like, okay, zombie trope. Uh, but <laughs> right. also there are some things that are like, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I would say uh, Zack Snyder and his vision comes through really great in this one. I think it's written by him as well. Mm-hmm. I love the story. I love how it panned out. Um, he is a very visual director, and he's his creative mind when it comes to writing a story is really incredible, but you need a platform in order for him. You got to let him realize his vision and see it through. You got to right. have the patience for a filmmaker like Zack for this and if you let him do it he's not gonna disappoint you and again I don't want to keep repeating like oh what could have been for Justice League and whatever I'm just happy he was able to get his version of it finally out but man I will say Army of the Dead surprised me because I was kind of like, okay, another zombie film. Like, I'm, I mean, I love zombie films. I love the cast. But I was like, this is how, you know, how good is this going to be? And I think, well, first 15 minutes aside, because that was released already ahead. So right, when I right. finally popped it up on my Netflix, I'm like, I'm going to skip the first 15 minutes because <laughs> I've already seen it. Um, once we got into the team, him, them putting the team, or Dave Batista. Scott Ward putting the team together, I was sold. I was like, I love this team. I can 100% see why he decided to not do Suicide Squad and take the lead in this film. Absolutely the right choice Mm -hmm. for for him. He was phenomenal and a very different type of character that we've seen before. And I don't mean like action hero because we've seen him do that. But it's these heartfelt moments that he was able to to do. And I was like, So well, yeah. Yeah, incredible. So I really had a good time watching this movie. Um, and I also love that if you play some zombie video games, uh, there are some things that you can kind of relate to as well. I'm just like, man, like mm-hmm. what? They co- Zack Snyder went and just covered all the zombie stuff. That's, I love really it. really did. But in a in a very appreciative, almost tribute type way. It wasn't just stealing yes. it or taking Not it to put in there. It. Right. Yeah. It you was, we know you fan. like this. Right. Yeah. Like a fan writing a zombie movie and now right. he's ready to share with the world and we love it. And yes, I agree with you on Tignataro. Um, She's hilarious. Like she had me cackling right some of the lines right. that she, I, I won't say it here because i don't want to spoil the joke for anybody but man <laughs> is she funny and you for the most part really couldn't tell that she was digitally placed agreed right there were some moments i was like mm, lighting looks a little off here but aside from that i i was in the movie I, it wasn't even like a second thought to me because she she worked it so seamlessly and they shot it and edited it in such a way where it Again, it felt like, oh, she's, she was cast in this role. Like, it just flowed so well. And I, that's a testament, I think, to everyone. The crew who was able to, who were able to, like, edit her in. Zach directing her, her taking this role and kind of being like, I think I'm going to be shooting on green screens. But, hey, and making it work, I think that's so awesome. Yeah. And that's, it's daunting task to digitally erase somebody from, a film that was basically all shot and then to film somebody else doing some of the lines and I'm sure a little bit of rewriting. And I think there was a couple of uh, lines by uh, Dave Bautista and and, and Anna that they had to kind of re ADR. Exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense. But again, if you're not looking for it, you couldn't tell at all. And uh, like, I, I think we were maybe 15, 20, eh, half an hour into the film. And I said to my husband, I was like, oh, you know, she was dig- digitally put in to the film. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they, they had this whole other actor yeah. that was under under fire for sexual harassment stuff. And Zach's like, well, I got I can't have you in the film, bud. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Don't agree with what you did. So, like, that was an easy decision for Zach, which I applaud. And he's like, oh, take Natara. Got to have <laughs> her in it. But we got to shoot this during a pandemic. She's a cancer survivor. How are we going to do this safely? 
I say well done all around Agreed, to yeah. everybody. Fantastic film. Check it out on Netflix if you haven't. And I think this is actually a perfect way to segue into my topic mm-hmm. for things to watch in the coming weeks in movies. So we have, you know, now uh, Army of the Dead is now out on Netflix or in theaters, I believe, um, if you want to check it out as well. If you love zombie films, definitely go see it in theater. I think you're going to have a really good time. But also coming to movie theaters next week and we're finally getting back into kind of a little bit of that normalcy you know things right are right we were in a lull for a little bit there so i'm yeah. so happy well we have coming up in just the next week um Krilla, live Yay! action a quiet place too and the friends reunion special that's actually going to be on hbo max that's not in the theater but if you're um okay with going to theaters if theaters are open near you next, uh, I don't know if they're still doing like an early Thursday. You know how movies, even if it's really Friday, right? They do like like a Thursday, Thursday evening, you could kind of go right. I don't know. I am not sure either. But these move th- these two movies come out on the twenty eighth, Corilla and A Quiet Place Two. So I'm seeing A Quiet Place Two on the twenty seventh. But Corilla, um, I actually was able to screen. I got a press screening. So oh. I can't like talk in detail because I'm under embargo, but I will say I am obsessed with the movie. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Okay. Because I've been holding my breath because the trailer for me is everything. And I hate being disappointed when I see an amazing tra- trailer, but the movie kind of is a letdown. So I won't get you in trouble. So I won't ask anything, <laughs> but that makes me very optimistic. I highly recommend going to see it. You will have just a lot of fun watching this movie. And I know I've been in the past, I don't know if I said on here on the podcast or somewhere else, like live stream elsewhere, but I'm never, I'm not really one for like a villain origin backstory. I think they're bad because they're bad. They make bad choices <laughs> and they continue to make, yeah, but they believe in their choices. Right. They believe their choice is the right one, which this is sometimes what makes, you know, villains really interesting such as like Killmonger and Loki you know like right. that's what makes those villains interesting um I don't feel like I really need to understand where they came from to sympathize with them you know but so in this one when I saw the trailer I was like you know if they just let Corella be bad she's gonna be great <laughs> this is basically this movie is basically what I would have loved to see what they did with Maleficent Oh. Had they done that with with Maleficent, they would have mm. two villains with fantastic origin stories. Uh, instead, okay. like, we have Corilla, and studios take notes. If you want to <laughs> do a villain backstory origin movie, watch Corilla and take notes. That's all I will say about that. I'm very excited for Quiet Place Two. I'm going to Cinemark in Playa Vista to do an early um, screening for it on the 27th and they're uh they've paired up with paramount and they're doing a live q a with john krasinski oh cool yeah so i'm very excited it'll also be my first movie back in theaters right what oh Oh my my gosh gosh. (laughs) very excited so uh, i will report back please oh i can't wait I'm very Can't excited wait. about this. Oh, man, it's going to be great. And then uh, the next film that is coming out, I think it's the week after, In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Broadway adaptation. John Chu directing, co-directing with Lin-Manuel Miranda, maybe? I think I, he's heavily involved. Yeah, definitely heavily involved. I don't know if it's co-directing, but I'm sure on set there was some co-directing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm very excited about it. I have a couple of journalist friends, uh, movie critics friends, who got to screen the movie, yeah. and they're not saying anything bad about it. Like, Right, they, right. Like, they're like, Wendy, it's real good. I'm like, I mean, I had no doubt. Did you see Crazy Rich Asians? John Chu knows what he's doing when it comes mm-hmm. to visual and <sighs> musical moments. Right, and I have no doubt, especially with Lin Manuel Miranda being so involved in this, it can't go wrong. Right, and yeah. the trailer showed a lot of like the dance scenes as master shots, wide shots, exactly. Yeah, instead of close up, that's like one of the things I hate about watching a dance heavy, marsh like action stunt heavy thing is to movie. have close ups. And I'm like, what are you showing? Right. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Pull the camera back. <laughs> and then insert the cuts. Insert to, right, to that exactly. punch in the face. Yep, yep, so, yep. So, you know, the actors, so they're covered. So you know that the punch lands for camera. Like, yeah. 
Uh, but John Chu knows what he's doing. I'm very excited for this. It looks vibrant, colorful, beautiful, and I can't wait. And of course, the Friends Reunion on HBO Max. It looks just really cute. <laughs> it does. It looks very nostalgic and cute for sure. So much yeah. good stuff. I mean, we've been saying this, I feel like every podcast, that there's so much good stuff coming out. I'm pleasantly surprised with how this year is panning out with these films. I thought this year would be a dud considering, you know, not much production was going on last year. But, you know, these these studios, these directors, creatives have really held their own and put out some amazing stuff for for us lovely viewers and audience participants. Absolutely. And you know, it's not just movies and TVs. You and I are also getting into some books. Absolutely. Shadow and Bone has taken over my life this past week. I finished book book one. I'm in the middle of book two now. My goal is to finish both book two and book three this weekend. And I'm in a little bit of a, I don't know. So I need your help, Wendy. I know that it is being advised to read Six of Crows before watching the series on Netflix because it kind of ties into both. But where I'm stuck is, do I need to read the Six of Crows duology or just the Six of Crows book before I can start watching the show? Great question. Um, I've actually gotten some additional advice because I originally kept saying that I'm going to do, you know, Shadow and Bone. And then I'm going to go into Six of Crow because the characters um, in that book are very much have their own presence in the uh, Netflix show. But I have gotten some recommendations from a few uh, comments viewers on uh, on YouTube. And they're saying that, you know, it's great that you want to read Six of Crow and we highly recommend it's excellent. But go ahead and finish two and three mm-hmm. and then go into... Um, six of crows so i i will say this going in not knowing much about the books i was i completely followed both of the stories and i think the six of crow um parts of the of the show was a nice surprise to the main story of shadow and bone and also kaz and jasper and inej in the show have more interaction with characters than they actually do in the book. Oh, interesting. It's very, okay. it's separate. It's separate in the book. Hmm. So I think you'd be okay going in without, unless you're, you're, you have like the need to want to read the book before going into it. Like you have to know, but I honestly don't think, cause I think they, they've, they've changed um, more with six of crow for the show adaptation than they did with shadow and bone story. Gotcha. Okay. So right. I think it would be okay for you to venture into the fold of Netflix <laughs> before you um, jump into Six of Crow. Okay, because I, I really, yeah, I thought originally that I could just read the first three books, at least start the show on Netflix, and then kind of pace myself through Six of Crow. But then I was told, no, you should read Six of Crow because the characters are in the show too. And I'm like, okay, now I'm confused. Let me talk to Wendy. Wendy yeah. has the answer. <laughs> I feel like you'd be okay. I okay. I do feel, but you will you will you will fall in love with these characters. <gasps> you so will excited. love them. They're so they're so cool. They're so cool. Um, awesome. Did you are you liking the books so far? Oh, loving. This is bringing me back to my you know Harry Potter, Twilight, Hunger Games reading days. I feel like I'm a kid again. You know, this is right up my alley. Exactly what I love in good you know sci-fi fantasy fiction novels and i think the author lee bardugo did a fantastic job not just with the characters but also with world building and from what i'm reading it's like well obviously they're gonna make a show out of this because it's so detailed and it's really such an engaging storyline i mean it's nothing surprising it's nothing that is like mind-blowing in terms of storyline but it's giving me my little you know teeny young adult fiction reading nostalgia that I love. It makes me feel comfortable and gooey gooey. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really great. And I still can't decide at the end of book one, if I'm a dark Lena or a Molina. Mm. 
Um, I think I can, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself until book later on to decide. But I think if I were to choose today for the book, I would choose Melina. For the TV show, man, it's, it's the Ben Barnes effect. Got to go with uh, Dark Lena there. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, we will continue to update our thoughts on Shadow and Bone as we get closer to the end of the trilogy and before we start Six of Crow. So what do you think you're going to do? Do you think you'll, once you're done with book three, you're just going to go ahead and turn on the show? I I mean, I have Six of Crow already, I think, and I can finish books two and three this weekend. I think I'm going to start. I'm going to go halfway through Six of Crow because I know that book is broken up into different parts. Mm -hmm. I'll probably do like parts one through three and then start the show. So if I do it that way, I think by a week from today, I will have started uh, at least the first three episodes of Shadow and Bone. Perfect. Nice. That's a good way to good pacing, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because I can drink a book in a day, but I I don't want to do that and then start missing and losing pieces just because I read it so fast. So I want to give myself the time to really let the story sink in and remember everything and then go into the show feeling like I'm well armed and equipped. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Savor it. Enjoy it. You know, get yourself into the story. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you to watch that show. It's so good. So we can chit chat about it. Yes, yes, yes. For sure. And to wind down today's episode, we're going to uh, take a little seat in our shout out corner where we recommend uh, some of our favorite things to you. It can be anything from a small brand to a new product to, I don't know, favorite Trader Joe's snacks, food, anything. Nikita, what do you have for us today? I have the cutest coffee shop called The Palm Coffee Bar to share today. They have your traditional coffees and teas, yes, in a very cute and aesthetic setting, but it's their specialty drinks, Wendy. I tell you, that's where they Get your hook, line, and sinker with the deliciousness. So I'm going to tell you the two specialty drinks that I've tried that I recommend. The first one being the Sweet Creature Latte. It is made with espresso, oat milk, rose syrup, cardamom, and edible rose petals and glitter. Excuse me? It can almost sound like too much, but it is the... The softest, but also nicest, most refreshing, and also soothing drink that I've had that looks so just pretty and very like effervescent. I'm flowing around in a field of flowers. It is the cutest assembled drink, and it tastes so good and so light, but also kind of good for you, I guess, because of the you know cardamom and the rose syrup that's in it. I don't know even how you make rose syrup. Whatever they did, they made it right. And it tastes very, very soothing and nice. Highly recommend that one. Second drink I've had, I actually had this morning, is their Lucky Charm Matcha. Wendy, let me tell you. It is so good. I'm I'm a huge matcha lover. I know you love matcha. And this one, I, I got it hot. I didn't get it iced like I had gotten the Sweet Creature Latte. But this one's made with blueberry matcha, oh. oat milk, and then sprinkled heftily with lucky marshmallows on top. What the and heck? it is it is so good. Like you looking at it, it's like, oh, that looks so cute and amazing, but oh my gosh, it's gonna be so sweet and just too much. No. It is the perfect just blend of flavors. The blueberry matcha tastes delicious and re- very refreshing. And then the Lucky Marshmallows just makes it fun and cute and adds a little bit of sweetness to it that's not overpowering and too much. Oh, my gosh. That sounds Highly incredible. Recommend. It is very, very good. And again, I got that one hot today, but you can get any of these beverages either, either hot or iced. Oh, my gosh. So you got the, ro- the sweet creature iced. Exactly. And it was delicious. So I don't know hot how it is, but iced was very, very nice and soothing. And that I got on a hot day. So it just made sense to get it iced. And I found it very refreshing. That sounds amazing. Talk to talk me through the the edible rose petals. 
again, I don't know how. How? Yeah. But I I chewed on some and swallowed it, and I didn't get <laughs> sick, so it works, I guess. Yeah. It caught That's me off incredible. guard at first because I knew there were edible rose petals in it, but drinking, you know, it has a straw, so the straw sits at the bottom of the cup, and all the rose petals sit on top of the drink. So I'm, and Selena was in the car with me. So I'm drinking, we're driving, we're talking. And as I get to the bottom, now the rose petals are at the bottom. Then my straw pulls up a petal. I said, Whoop. I literally was like, Whoop. what was that? Something's in my mouth. And I was like, oh, I'm forgetting, you know, because I don't have a boba straw that, you know, something can still come up because these are edible rose petals. It didn't really taste like anything. And if, in fact, it just kind of tasted like it was flavored by the coffee and the rose syrup and stuff. But I didn't get sick. And it didn't kill me. So I guess rose petals are good for you if they're edible. Wow. I guess, like, yeah, if you happen to sip up some along with you'll your straw. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. But if you don't, you don't have to finish it. Exactly. Right. Like, I didn't dig into it to pluck out it's and like eat boba. all the rose petals. No, that I will dig into. Like, if there are some <laughs> stuck under ice, I will empty out the ice and dig out that boba. I didn't yeah. do that for the rose petals. <laughs> but it was very yeah. good. That sounds incredible. Yeah, um, and, and I the love this. shop is really into like organic, vegan, cruelty-free, very environmentally conscious, and they source all of their products either locally grown or from vendors that also follow some of their same beliefs and patterns. So, and super wow, friendly. Every it. time I've been, customer service has been incredible, almost too friendly. Like from New York, still like, um, oh, thank you for being extra nice and sweet. <laughs> That's so funny. Man, that sounds incredible. I've driven past this shop, I don't know how many times, and, and never bat an eye. Well, believe you me, the next time I'm in Burbank. You better skirt over to the side, jump out, and order yourself something. Will not be disappointed. I just haven't tried their food yet, but it, their food, little pastry items look delicious as well. Yeah, let's take a look at the pastry. You guys, um, if you want to follow along, the link to uh, the Palm Coffee Bar is in the show description. Um, as well as their Instagram. So if you want to go ahead and click on it, you can. Uh, man, they have everything from regular croissants to chocolate croissants mm -hmm. to what is this vegan potato leek galette? That is the one thing I do really want to try because if I'm not mistaken, it's one of their best-selling items and has scalloped potatoes in it, sautéed leeks, bechamel sauce, all good delicious things. So, you know, I probably should have done that this morning i should have tried it but next time i'll report back i will get this sometime this week and let you know how it is yeah these uh you know uh as far as eating goes they have your kind of standby like yes these are these are your normal bakery goods but then things like the potato ligalette and then they have this thing down here the white miso oh god i can't pronounce that it's per, it's spelled K O U I G N Aman Aman right White another miso. one of their popular items from what I understand as well it, it looks and sounds delicious my gosh it is buttery flaky crispy chewy sugary mm -hmm. layered classic sweet and salty vibes what in the what <laughs> oh my goodness yeah we uh, I definitely need to stop by do they have outdoor seating. Unfortunately, they don't have outdoor seating, but they also aren't doing indoor dining yet. So they put their register and kind of order area. They moved it to the entryway of the store. Ah. So it's it's more just grab and go. Like no one's really lingering in front of and definitely not inside of the storefront. So both times I've gotten it en route. This morning was there and back home because I wanted the <laughs> lucky marshmallow drink. But oh my um, goodness. but yeah, it's very, very good. And hopefully when they do um, allow indoor dining, I, I guess that establishment is just deciding on their own when they're going to allow it. You, mm -hmm. me, and Selena can take a trip over and try some yeah. of these things together. Yes, please. You just hit up all the Burbank stuff. Exactly. <laughs> a day of just Burbank eating. Oh, yeah. sounds like a dream. Down. We start with portals, <laughs> breakfast. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny that you talked about uh, rose syrup, rose edible rose petal in your drinks because for my pick for this week's shout out corner, I have the Baja Basics rose water. You cannot Ooh. drink it. Don't try oh. it. 
I don't think you want to do that. (laughs) But I started to look into this because of those 50 million TikTok made me buy. Right. And it wasn't this specific bottle, but a lot of people were recommending rose water Hmm. for your skin, for aromatherapy, for your hair. And I'm like, wait, for my hair. So rose water is, you can use it as a toner. You can use it as kind of to refresh and moisturize your skin. And it's supposed to help you reduce acne. It revitalizes your skin. If you spray it in your hair, it'll kind of like, you know, um, add a little nutrition into your scalp, a little scalp health. And this one woman who, who she's like on like the hair TikTok. She's like the queen of hair on TikTok, I think. Um, Luscious, long black hair. And I'm just like, man, like, what do you do? And she says she sprays rose water on her scalp because, you know, we wash our hair. Sometimes we wash with water that's too hot. And then, you know, when you do conditioner, sometimes people don't condition their scalp because they don't want oily scalp. So you just condition like, you know, where you would put your ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I do. But then your scalp is then dried. And if you don't add anything to it, then it's going to produce oil in order to, you know, moisturize itself. But she uses rose water to kind of help with Hmm. dandruff and to kind of give it some moisture. But that's not weighing down your hair and your roots. So I was like, man, I got to give it a try. So I stumbled upon the Baja Basics. And it's a large, for $14, um, it's a large four-ounce bottle. And I've had it for a while. And I'm not even halfway through. And I use it on my face every day, multiple times a day. Um, I spray it on. And it's like, you know, you smell the rose. It's very light, really subtle. Right. And um, I do that first. And I kind of pat it in. And before it's completely dry, I'll add my hyaluronic acid to kind of start layering the skincare. Mm-hmm. And then when I get out of the shower, I'll squeeze my hair dry with like, I don't do the, you know, you scrub your hair Rubbing, with a towel. Yeah, 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 not I don't good. do that. No, I just put the towel on my head and I just kind of gently squeeze Same. and then I'll let it air dry. Yeah. And then once it's like slightly dry, I'll go ahead and kind of part and then I'll spray some rose water and I'll like kind of like piano finger it in a little <laughs> bit, like a little tap tap all over the place. And it, I, I'm noticing a difference. I'm noticing really? that, yeah, I'm more hydrated. And um, throughout the day, I'll kind of, if I, my face feels dry because I'm not drinking enough water, boop, boop, boop. Mm, <laughs> I will um, spritz it on my face and just let it sit. And it'll, you know, mm. so I feel that. And it doesn't, like, make your makeup run unless, I guess, you, you drench your face. But highly recommend uh, adding this to your skincare routine or if you don't wear a lot of makeup you just want to like especially with the summer when it's coming exactly um, it's gonna be a little hot a little refresher you can get a small bottle if you want like from those travel section in the stores and yeah. just put a little rose water in there oh, carry okay. with you in your purse and just spritz on the go that's my recommendation for this week I love that I have a small little I think it's Mario Badescu like rose water like face mist but I never thought that it could be used for you know, hair and, you know, other things as well. So I definitely want to look into this. It's super affordable. Yeah. what I'm saying. And, and that line too, the Baja Basics, uh, they have other things that they sell. So they're not, you know, just primarily known for this rose water. And I'm right. sure there's other ones too, but just they have serum, they have cleanser, um, they have some eye oh, cream, I some collagen boosting serum thing, a thing, a thing. Yeah, they have this oh, caffeine cool. eye cream that I'm dying to try. A little bit more expensive at twenty five dollars, but eye cream is expensive to begin with. So right, right, a good one. <laughs> True. A good one is expensive. Uh, so yeah, but this is I. I'm definitely going to repurchase. I'm in love. Very cool. I love this. I always love your picks, but this this one is really, really cool. Because especially with summer coming around, I know my face, hair, everything seems to sometimes get a little more dry because, you know, the sun and we're out more with less layers, which I like. But <laughs> sometimes that means we need to moisturize or at least get the the vitamins and nutrients in in a different way than we're used to during the cooler months. So this is cool. This is perfect. Yeah, I am happy. I hope you add it to your your skincare routine. And again, the link to it is in our show notes if you guys want to click on it. And that, ladies and gents, brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Nikita, thank you so much for your time today. I love your picks and I love your topics. Thank you. I mean, likewise, this was a fun, fun, 
fun morning chatting with you. Um, and it's a lot of stuff that I feel like we're both in the midst of between, you know, Shadow and Bone and the Blogilates summer sculpt thing. So it was great checking in and seeing where we're both at. So this was awesome. Thank you, Wendy. You got it. And you all, um, everybody, if you want to share this podcast with anyone who enjoys a little geek talk, a little lifestyle talk, this podcast can be downloaded wherever podcasts are found. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. And of course, we're hosted on Anchor, which means you can leave us a voicemail free of charge on Anchor uh, on the app that we can listen and play back on a future episode. Any questions, concerns, comments, tips, and your own shout out corner, feel free to email us at geekandglitter at gmail.com. And of course, we can answer that on a future episode as well. Nikita, where can everybody find you on social media? I am on Instagram at Nikita.Francois and everywhere else at Nikita Francois. And you can find me everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, at my name, Wendy Lee Zaney. And you can follow Geek and Glitter on Instagram and Twitter by the same handle, Geek and Glitter. That is Geek, the letter and Glitter, or the website, www.geekandglitter.com. Um, I did a cool interview with Henry Golding uh, last week, and that's on the website. So if you want to check that out, it is there. He is very charming, talking about um, taking up the role in playing Snake Eye in G- the G.I. Joe franchise, the origin, uh, and so much more. So go ahead and check that out. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.